Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. How's it going, Hector? It is going fantastic. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm good. I just came from my uh, father-in-law's birthday. That yeah. Good fun. Yeah. We, good stuff. A lot of birthdays you know, this week, huh? I guess so. Was it yeah, your wife's oh, birthday just, just recently? Yeah, it was. And um, it's your wife's birthday it yesterday. Right? yesterday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. We're going to have a party for uh, down at O'Shea's. Saturday, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good fun. Yeah. Looking forward to that, man. Uh, um, yeah, so I don't know, man. It's, it's feeling like we're settling into this thing now. Eleven, 11 episodes. You know? Eleven episodes, Good man. Point. No looking back now. <laughs> we uh, we are in it. It is legit, and uh, and I quit. So you know, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> well, this week we have um, we have Zach and Christina from uh, Sandman Sleeps. How's it going, guys? Good. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> really happy to be here. Yeah. yeah, it's really nice to have you. It's super nice to have you. I've um, been sort of watching your progress of late over the past uh, sort of year or so online. It's been really fun to watch, you know, you guys in the studio and just, um, just seemingly, there seems to be a lot of energy coming out of what you guys are doing at the moment. You, see, you know, there's a lot of social media presence. Yeah. It's been great. Thank you, Tequila. Big shout out to Tequila. Our sponsor this week is our sponsor this week for the band and the show is just Tequila. Yeah, I think that was a big uh, motivation for working together. Was all of us could just split a bottle? No, I'm just. (laughs) No, it's been a fun year. Yeah, man. Uh, I couldn't have think. I couldn't think of a better uh, group of people to be in lockdown with. Yeah, that's Me too. And doing the whole, uh, we couldn't really see too many people, so. Yeah. I really enjoyed. Um, we chose wisely. I really it sort of got a little bit of sort of, uh, I don't know what the word is, solace out of out of reading some of your posts over the thing, because it turns out you and I have very similar political points of view. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, was, so, I don't know, sometimes when I needed a little bit of a boost, it was nice to see that other people were feeling the same way I was about yeah, going this, on around the Yeah, this whole thing. Man, what a year. <laughs> I know. Jesus. I know. You know, the thing is, I, I'm not sure if we even want to get into it, but... It's oh, been, I do. It's, oh, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot, though. I tell you what, it's been a lot. And it's nice to know that there's there's a few sort of sane people out there. But, um, yeah, so why don't we jump right into the questions? I've, I've got um, just some sort of general questions to try and weed out of you some of your motivations behind um, the reasons you you know, make music and stuff. And the first one is, um, why don't we start with Christina? Why did you start playing music? Oh, my God. How did that happen? It's a loaded question. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Tequila again, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, that always helps, right? <laughs> no, uh, so my sister and I play in the band Sandman Sleeps, um, along with Zach and Karsten. And so we... My sister and I started playing music together, I would say about... over 10 years ago and we grew up in a musical family so it was kind of like always there so that's kind of like what um i don't know it was always like kind of easy to just like be immersed in that yeah you know in in that environment i've been writing songs for for a long time yeah um, for you know that amount plus and then alex and i've written songs together um us four as a band have also like begun to write songs together more recently too so i mean i don't know it's just uh what started playing music like i guess just like everything kind of uh very easily fell into place very organically it was did you, very organic. uh, did you 
do any kind of formal music stuff when you were young? Did you like you know, in choirs or anything? Yeah, like I was in choir. Yeah, yeah, I was in choir, really? and then mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. Yes, <laughs> this is a great yeah. show. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Learning about your bandmates. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was in choir. Yeah, um, I did that stuff too. Yeah. Uh, did you have any kind of like religious stuff happening when you were young? Did you have to go to church or anything like that? We had to, but yeah, yeah. I no, that was but but in, in a weird way, it was good music-wise because you know, yeah, singing a lot, you know. Yeah, no, I always liked. Um, it's kind of funny because I liked the hymnals, yeah. even though I wasn't particularly re- religious. Like yeah. none of us were, but even my family, I don't think anybody was. But right. uh, but, <laughs> but we still had to go, and yeah. I still like enjoyed singing like hymns and stuff like that. Yeah, I was talking but, to we yeah. were talking to Josh Miles last week, and he was talking about how you know that was really where he kind. Of um, yeah, the the his first experience of music, and it's the same with me, really. If I'm honest, you know, it's like just the singing in church when I was a little, when I was a wee lad. Yeah, and that definitely taught me how to like sing in harmony and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you're saying cool. you said uh, you can't. You come from a musical family. Yeah, so our, our parents both play, and they used to play in bands. Okay, and so. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Always music, like, you know, musical instruments. Very cool. Stuff, so. What Very was cool. the first yeah. instrument you started playing? Um. It was uh, both of us piano. Right, me my too. My sister and I, yeah, both yeah. piano. And then uh, I moved to guitar and my sister moved to bass. Right. So Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah m- with me, it was my my brother played drums and I played guitar. So, yeah, like I was saying to you before we started, yeah, we've been in a band our whole lives as well. Like, yeah. We still occasionally, over the quarantine, we did some stuff together. It was a lot that's of fun. Cool. Yeah, we recorded a song. I ended up getting on the BBC. It was unbelievable. We really? Play. Yeah, we were so oh, happy. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. They that's had this, awesome. like... Um, they have this sort of uh, introducing thing, like, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like BBC Introducing or something. We got on that with the song that me, my brother, and his wife made. That was awesome. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's uh, rad. Yeah. 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 How did you get into music at the beginning there, Zach? Uh, I, had, I, I think I had just moved up to uh, Port St. Lucie, and uh, I was a kid, <laughs> and I, there was, I wasn't good at anything at the time, I don't think. And I, I always wanted to play guitar, so... Um, yeah. A lot of people were playing guitar, and I, I went to like a local show, like one of those all ages, when I was like, I think like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. And I was just like, holy shit! I got to figure out how to do what those guys are doing. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I just, I think I just wanted to be the cool guy. Sure, I can relate <laughs> to that. I was pretty terrible at sport, and I, you know, I, I definitely sort of was like, okay, how am I going to make girls like me? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. That's I. I, that would, I would say that's definitely motivation. <laughs> that's usually the motivation yeah, for yeah, most guys. Yeah, I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't give a shit what I write about. That's why I picked up a, sax- that's why I picked a, up a saxophone, crap. man. Come on. A bunch of crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, um, so with, in terms of instruments, like, what, do you, what do you play? I know you play guitar. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. I, I lived up in uh, Buffalo, New York for a little bit after high school and uh, kind of just didn't have any interest in the guitar while I was there, um, right. but I had a lot of interest in playing drums. Oh. So I, I just got myself an electric kit, and they have basements up there, so I put it down there, and uh, I think I played on that for like a year and a half, and then sold it when I left, and when I came back, um, just always, there was just always a drum set around, um, yeah. so that was always like a fun thing to play, but I don't think I ever got really good at it. I think actually, originally in this band, 
I say that sounds like how uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. our introduction was. Yeah, yeah. I was like, can I play drums for your band? Yeah. And, uh, so we thought, I, I, when I first met Zach, I thought he was a drummer. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I had no idea he played in Gravel Kings. And no, yeah. Songs. Did you see him play drums, or you just think he looks like a drummer? <laughs> I, I said I wanted I, yeah. to play drums. Yeah, okay. So our, she assumed I was good at it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, you know. And then he played drums, and I was like... Maybe you, you should drunk? try guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It wasn't but terrible, I like half, but I'm just like... <laughs> we played for like maybe yeah. three minutes of, with me on yeah. drums, and I was like, I'm going to get my guitar stuff out. Because yeah. like, yeah. sister oh, came oh, over to my house. Well, he okay. plays the guitar fucking incredible. Yeah. But, yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. No. Sure. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, remember yeah. when we did that? We did like a like me, you, and Bryce oh, did that yeah, yeah. songwriter thing. A Terra Fermata. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was, that was a lot of fun. That's really... I had seen you playing it in like Das years ago oh, with your wow. with like a Hey, I borrowed your guitar that night. Oh, that's right. I that's did. Right. <laughs> that yeah, was yeah. my first gig outside of Port St. Lucie as like a solo 3-hour gig guy. Really? And I fucking forgot my guitar and I was like, "Oh, oh no." <laughs> so I I saw he was you were playing at the amphitheater down yeah. the street. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I like yeah. walk up and we go yeah. <laughs> so like, can I get your guitar? <laughs> yeah, I just need to borrow a guitar. That thing is awesome. Yeah, unfortunately, someone stole it out of my car. Fuck. Oh my yeah. God. yeah, it was Zach. It was <laughs> definitely he, li- he liked it. Yeah, I liked it so much. <laughs> so it was in a in like a gated community. It was like a couple of days before Christmas, and I was asleep in a room that like, like from here, like from like me to you. The car was just like right outside the window. Someone stole a bunch of stuff out of the car. Oh, I Jesus. It. it was oh, the worst. Look at it this way. Some kid probably had a really good Christmas. Yeah, there you go. I hope so. I'm just joking. So. That's terrible. <laughs> and fuck that kid. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was that carbon fiber one, right? The black one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now I've got like a... Because you can just leave those in the car overnight. Yeah. and, and Or in, all day in the hot sun, and it yeah. doesn't uh, fuck up the guitar at all. Yeah, exactly. I've got a, I've got a, like a little par- parlor guitar now. and I mean, you know, the amount that we play out and the amount it ends up being in the car just because I was just going to say you leave places. that one in the car all the time too I take, so. I take it out as much as I can it's out right now but it occasionally does stay in there overnight and it's not good for it not at all no, no. Yeah. I, leave, I leave the upright bass in the car all the time hell it's in the car now right. <laughs> so. it's like this I leave James's banjo in the car <laughs> pretty much if he, if I bitch about intonation all the time and then I wonder why right <laughs> if James is going to leave his banjo in my car then it's staying in the car not going to move it in and out of my house for him as well yeah but um, yeah, anyway, that's getting into some gripes that we don't need to <laughs> <laughs> We'll edit that out <laughs> So um, in terms of music and stuff, do you have any um, sort of significant early musical influences? Mm, talking Heads, definitely. Cool. Yeah, I grew up t- listening to Talking Heads. Yeah, and yeah. Um, What kind of stuff did your parents play to you in the car on the way to school and stuff like that? Talking heads. Talking heads. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, no, uh, I, uh, what else was that? It was uh, a lot of 80s stuff. Yeah. Uh, Pink Floyd. Right. And then also the Beatles. Yes. Um, My yeah. mom used to just hammer Paul Simon's Graceland and, Eury- oh. and Eurythmics. Oh, like that's good stuff. No, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. those two. So what about yeah. you, Zach? Um, uh, my parents introduced me, obviously, to uh, classic rock. Excuse me. There it goes. That beer. <laughs> um, yeah, I. They just listen. Uh, they listen to a lot of classic rock, so they kind of introduced me. That Tom Petty. Uh, my dad was a big Alice Cooper fan, or still is. Oh, cool. Uh, still a bit. We actually saw Tom Petty together on his last tour. 
Oh, and, uh, man, that's awesome. I thought that it's totally sucked that Tom Petty died, but I thought it was cool that me and my dad got to go see Tom yeah. Petty on his last tour. I was Very like, man, sure. that was awesome. And I think yeah. it was the first like real awesome. concert me and him went to, so it was uh, it was pretty cool. But it was just always classic rock with them. And then um, I think I listened to I, I obviously listened to like a lot of metal um, right. when I was in middle school, like new metal. Like okay, I was yeah. I was like a big Corn, Marilyn Manson, Slipknot fan, yeah. Deftones yeah. definitely. Yeah. And then I moved and uh, just met a new group of kids, and then it was punk rock for a while. And uh, yeah, yeah, I noticed in. I mean, I don't know if it's directly or just by chance, but um, like with with um, Gravel Kings, I I noticed. The, it feels like when I listen to Gravel Kings that you and I had some of the similar influences. Like, do you like Frank Turner? I don't know who that is. That's so interesting. <laughs> so that's, that's so no. mad. So basically, after this, you've got to go and listen to some Frank Turner and you'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I guess my music I, does kind of sound that's like that. That's not the first time I've heard... Or, yeah, I've definitely heard his name before. Yeah. Um, I feel it, like... It's actually really cool okay. that you both ended up at the same spot kind of like and you've never heard him because there's yeah. quite a lot of similarities is it just in the in the phrasing and stuff like that okay yeah and also obviously the instrumentation because he's one of those like you know 10 years ago folk punk guys and it's yeah, yeah. That, that kind of sound i think yeah. in my high school years i i met a different group of kids and uh i got really into like just the the underground indie rock stuff and right yeah um I think that's when I actually turned into a, a music snob for the first time, and I think to this day I don't really listen to any new bands. Right. I yeah, just yeah. kind of got stuck in those same bands, and every time I hear they're doing a reunion tour, I'm like, oh, cool, <laughs> I can go to a show. Yeah, that's me, go. man. Yeah. I'm, I'm stuck in the '80s, and like any '80s band that comes back out, and like, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I, I'm like, just like w- weird crap, you know, missing persons and stuff like that. Yeah, you okay. know, like, you know, they they'll do uh, the Kravis Center will have like an '80s night, and it's like you know, Blondie and missing persons, and they're all coming out with their cans and walkers and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I'm like, yeah, '80s. <laughs> What's going on with Gravel Kings these days? Um, we all uh, had uh, some projects in the works, I think, right before COVID. Right. Um, we're, I think we, we played a show, I think, I mean, maybe it was a huge festival like two weeks before yeah. COVID. You and guys have got a lot of listens and stuff. I, like, what's the sort of, I, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm a little embarrassing that I just don't know this, but like, what's the... When you guys play, you draw like pretty decently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it I, seems like like yeah. sounds like damn. They got like you know eight thousand listeners and stuff like that. No, it's so, it's crazy. Um, yeah. so, like the shows, like, and I I think at this point we're just kind of doing it for fun. Um, I I know we did a show at Terra Formata, and I I think I just talked to the owner. I'm like, hey, just give us like four hundred bucks. Right. Just let everyone in for free, and then we'll just tell everybody, let's do it in the middle of the day on a Sunday so everyone can come. Oh, that's cool. And uh, I think that was one of the last really cool shows, aside from that festival before COVID that we played. Um, but we started just kind of doing the shows that we wanted to do. Yeah. Um, we're, we've never been one of those bands that can play three hours. We don't even like playing more than an hour. Yeah, that's fair. And I think that made a lot of venues really right. upset. Right. Um, because they wanted to get that full three hours of that crowd that we could pull. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's well, a lot. It's be- three yeah. hours, though. Well, awesome. That's like, well, you, well know, you guys like, play. We do. But I mean, you know, <laughs> that's more of a <laughs> But we play a whole load of songs that, like, you know, if I never played a couple of them again, I, we'd be fine. You know? Yeah. 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 But you guys are also professionally yeah. trying to entertain people for three hours 
on a weekly, on an almost a daily basis. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's yeah. your profession. It's a different thing, and 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 it's one of these things where you know I all, I always struggle with the kind of that that thing of you know does it just completely stifle creativity? Does it make the band worse? And what I was going to say about what you were saying about you, you were never a three-hour band. Maybe that's a good thing, you know? Yeah. Like maybe actually it kept what was good about it and stopped it from diluting. You know? I, I think at a certain point I wanted to be a three-hour band because I saw the potential of us just making more money and turning it more into a business. But um, me and uh, Joey, uh, who I had grown up with, who he played the banjo and the guitar and kind of just co-wrote all the songs with me, um, we both came from that punk rock background where we were usually like, you know, it's a 20-minute set, and then we're out of here. Yeah. And then the yeah, next yeah. band goes on, and then and it's like five bucks to get in. There's like six bands, Yeah, and everybody sees a different band every 20 minutes. And I've always liked that. I think that's like... You're paid 15 bucks at yeah, the end you of paid, the night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you owe the bar 100 so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, and uh, so like with Gravel Kings, I just... I don't know. I just... The three-hour thing, I think, yeah. pissed off a lot of venues because they wanted us to come play. And I'm like, well, we'll just find an opener, and then we'll do, like, an hour and a half. And that's pushing it yeah. because we wanted to just rock the fuck out for, like, 40 minutes yeah. at the most and go home. That was our struggle with the uh, with the Nirvana tribute when, yeah. you, when we first met you um, yeah. at Copper Blues. We were doing you know, three hour shows because nobody wanted us as just, you know, a tribute, even right. though, even though that's all we did for the night, we still just played Nirvana, but the longest we, gig Nirvana's ever it, played. It really yeah. was. <laughs> I mean, we would do like, you remember, we did like the acoustic show as, as a set. And then we yeah. did, you know, we did whatever, you know, whatever other show as a set and something else as a set, but it was, it was all Nirvana and it was, I mean, it, three hours was really stretching it for us. I mean, you know, yeah. we're taking like mega breaks and like spacing out the songs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like it was a big deal. And it wasn't until um, that first Kelsey show when you booked us there that, you know, we went in, we got a take of the door and we made really hella good money that night. And it was like, Holy shit! I treated it as a Nirvana show. Yeah, I mean, that's, we, if Nirvana we, we would actually have played, played that show, that's how we would have broken well, and down we, the numbers. Well, and we actually played ninety minutes that night, which eventually became like a long show for us. We were typically getting like an opener and playing like a forty-five to yeah, sixty-minute yeah. set tops, and just rocking the hell out of it, and then just done. Yeah. Um, but that was our struggle. I mean, everybody always wanted us like, hey, three hours, three hours, three hours. Sometimes even four hours, and we're like, it's just not going to happen. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just, uh, I mean, it's a little different with Sandman sleeps because we can go. Oh, really? Awesome. I feel like we can go. Well, we have a lot of songs. We have a lot. Well, yeah. This but this chick here is just like keeps all, every all five original, seconds. Or? I'm never going to bring an idea to this band. Yes, you can. <laughs> it's, it's just get, I'm just like, good. hey, I have a it's song. She's like, well, I have 20 songs that <laughs> I wrote not last dynamic, week. But no. I never. No, I know. But but no. I'm sure but, on the next album I'll get one in. <laughs> of I'm, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it, and what a wonderful thing to be so creative and she's changing the name to exactly well it's been nice um because i felt like i needed i I was having some writer's block right before i I met christina and now i'm starting to kind of come out of my shell again because i've kind of you know i see you writing songs and i'm just like all right i'm not under pressure to write anything yeah and with covid like there was just there's no all i had to do was write along to what you and alex had and that was that was easy, and it was comfortable, and it was relaxing for me. So, how did you guys meet? Like, did you see them plan a show, or did mutual friends? Or uh, they showed up with four locos to an open mic night. Oh, we sounded yeah. terrible. It was I'm so surprised good. he wanted to play with us. <laughs> uh, I had a blast. I, I was really so happy. was surprised. No, it was funny. 
No, yeah. Yeah, we, we Alex and I were trying to get immersed in the crowd here because we had moved from New York. Okay. And we're from here, though. Like, right. We're from, like, um, I don't know, like Jupiter Palm Beach Gardens originally, but, like, right. we moved back here. And uh, we were playing at, was it Hop Life? It was Hop Life. And you yeah. were hosting the open mic. Yeah. And, yeah, you were just like, what was that song? Uh, All the organs in my city. And I'm yeah. like, you liked that lyric? <laughs> that wasn't weird for <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, no, I, I absolutely <laughs> love that lyric. That was great. I'm like, he's, he's like, yeah, I play drums. Like, yeah, all right, we no, need I didn't say I played drums. I said, yes. Can I play drums? Yes. For you? <laughs> yeah, no, it, was good. it worked out great because yeah. I mean, and I was always trying to figure out Zach writes incredible songs, you know, sings amazing, and just like this is an amazing singer songwriter here. I'm like, Why do you want to play with us? You know what I mean? That's like what I, I always have wanted. shit going on, man. <laughs> no, but I love how you bring that into the band, though, too. Like, you yeah. bring in like these like melodies that make the songs complete you sing like we sing together and oh, on the next album i like it's but so the, the salute no the oh he's blushing now. this album <laughs> is mostly songs that i would say started from 2010 to now right, right. so i mean it's it's kind of like getting out the stuff that you need to like purge and get out yeah and then like so i feel like as um, a band, we're gonna start the next album as well and just like like see what happens. I'm really excited for that, really. So too. nice to have so much stuff to to it's funny, like um Kilbilly's was the first incarnation with Kilbilly's was um with this this guy Micah Scott and, and we'd um you know that so we got this back catalogue and uh you know we're still we've been going like it Hector's been in it a year and yeah. we're we're still kind of learning on the old yeah. songs there's a, a lot, lot of them you know yeah but um but we're also writing new ones as well and just like you were saying is that like you know sometimes it just takes something like a little thing to kind of get your juices flowing again and hector's been sending me little music ideas and then and i've got all this like backlog of lyrics on my phone and so i've just been kind of like yeah that's really helped me to kind yeah. of get back on the horse with writing for sure yeah just, you know it, it, it's like sometimes it could be anything can't it, it could be like just getting a new guitar or, or just, or just you know, playing music with a new person and it just reopens the thing. Anyway, that's how it is for me, you know. Yeah. I just, I can get stuck in ruts with it and just, or just not want to do it, you know. That's yeah. the thing. Just kind of, and, and I know that when I'm on my own, it's almost like, it's almost like, you know, if a tree falls in the woods, it's making any noise. It's almost like a, I, I almost like function in company, like a million times better than I do when I'm on my own. You know, I know some Same. people can be very productive when they're on their own. That's not me. You know, at all. no, I, I'm not productive on my own. Um, it, it, to a certain extent, like um, th- there, there'll be times when I, I've almost written an entire song. But I mean, it, it's been a while since I feel like I felt that. Um, yeah. I just recently started picking up the guitar and, and writing my own things for myself, and uh, it feels good to do that again. But with Gravel Kings, it was. Uh, I, I think I felt under pressure too, and I think we have like a whole album that we didn't uh, finish, and like we recorded nearly everything, right? And just never put it out. Gotcha. Um, it's kind of weird. It was one yeah. of those things, and I think we we still got the files hidden away somewhere. But I know I had like the original, all the tracking, and I I think I just hit delete, oh, like, wow. almost on purpose. Yeah. Uh, we still had like like the ideas all down, but. Um, I don't know. It was it was one of the, it, was, it was a weird writing rut, and I feel like um, it would have been easier to just hit delete. And if it was really that good, I would remember it. 
Yeah. So I, I was trying a lot of weird shit in terms right. of, of writing. and um, But pri- prior to COVID, they went off and they had these uh, side projects. I know Joey and Doug, they're actually doing this really cool instrumental metal band um, oh, cool. uh, with, with our friend Justin. Um, I'm in the process of recording a music video for them right now, and that oh, came cool. out really good. Uh, Aaron... Uh, he's been dealing and trading pedals online like a madman. Uh, he got <laughs> really into collecting guitar gear, and um, and he's helped me and kind of uh, like us just kind of find some really cool gear Neat. that we were looking for. Uh, I just recently got this Gibson Corvus. Yeah, that's crazy. I saw that like on yeah. Awesome he found that one in Japan, and I mean he didn't go there, but yeah. he found somebody <laughs> that was selling it there and, and wandering through it the over. woods. Yeah, Mount yeah. Fuji. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he actually <laughs> launched like an online store or something at one point, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, I think he's still doing it. Yeah, uh, Ghost nice. Town Music. Yeah. But, uh, so he kind of became obsessed with that, and um, and then, is that when you post like gear photos? That is that stuff from his like. Store is that what that sometimes? That's, yeah, he has just an online store. Okay, and, uh, that's sometimes I'll see stuff stash. come up on like, and it's just a picture of some gear. I think I asked you about it one time. And you were like, "Oh no, my mate just sells gear." And sometimes I put yeah, it yeah, no, that's that's kind of where I get everything from. If I have okay. a pedal, I just go to him first because usually he's going to get it for you know twenty to fifty dollars cheaper. Yeah, and, cool. Um, I don't know. I usually get something thrown in with that. Like also, if you're looking for this, and I'm just like. So, like, yeah, I end up spending more money because <laughs> he turns me on to something else. But um, for this band, I was like, I can have all the pedals. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is weird shit that we're playing. So um, I just keep trying to find weird shit now. So we're kind of talking about it already, but um, uh, do, do you have any kind of specific writing process that you use? Or is it just kind of um, I feel like I just kind of... A, a couple different ones. I'd, yeah. I'd say for the most part, I I like to sit down with usually an acoustic guitar it starts off with and then um, start off with chord and melody first, right? following each other, but um, words would come last. Right. Um, usually words would be formed off of the sound of the melody. Sure. Um. I'm trying something different lately, though, where I'm trying oh. to put uh, a more uh, poetry to the melody now. So. It is, you know, those those are the two sort of different approaches to it that are probably the most significant kind of divisor of the thing. But I was when I was in a band in, in the UK called Sonic Boom Six, the other guy used to write. He'd he'd his he'd have he'd have his li- lyrics. There's something he really burningly wanted mm-hmm. to say. Yeah, and he'd figure out a way of shoehorning it into a melody. Right, and yeah. like, um, but I'm like the opposite. I'm kind of like the way you were talking about, where it's the melody sounds like the words almost yeah. already. You know, yeah, it's and almost you, like the sound of it is more important sometimes yeah. than the actual words. Yeah, exactly. And I, I found that when me and him wrote together. Yeah. We kind of ended up with a nice happy medium, you know. Nice. What I mean? It yeah. actually meant something like real, but yeah. also the words fit in there properly rather than yeah. kind of, you know, just trying to shoehorn these weird words into the kind of the end of sentences and stuff. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. 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 No, I see what you're saying. That's that's yeah. so cool. I've I've never really been able to co write with words because I feel like I yeah, I feel like it's really it's it's a special bond. Yeah. It's really like to find find with somebody. It right? is, yeah. you know, it is and it was yeah. a it was a huge decision to to leave that band and, yeah. and uh, you know and shout out to Barney if he's listening to this. But it was, um, yeah, that was like 10 years of uh, 
my life there before I moved here. Yeah. I was with a punk rock band as well. That's where, that's, that's why, cool. like, when I listened to that Gravel Kings, you know, my head around the time you were doing 2013, 2014 was like right there, you know, where, where, yeah. where, where that kind of stuff is. Like, and I listened to it and I'm like, you know, I can really re- relate to kind of every, there was this big, sort of movement wasn't there it was like everything was getting really folky for a bit there you know and then it just yeah. kind of poof it just went away yeah we uh <laughs> we definitely felt like we we're on like a, a sort of a bandwagon and I, I i think that contributed to somewhat of its success yeah um it definitely helped with killbillies too yeah yeah no for sure and yeah. i and i think that's like a whole movement now i think there's just a lot of people out there that are just like obsessed they have to hear a banjo and i yeah. know at one point um <laughs> We stopped bringing the banjo out, and Joey just—he's just like, I'm gonna just fucking play guitar on every song tonight. I'm like, all right, whatever you want to do, man. Yeah, like I don't give a fuck. And he would do that, but we'd start getting pissed off, like old dudes that would come up and like, I fucking drove here from fucking Naples, Florida. I came out here to hear some fucking banjo, and this guy's playing a fucking Telecaster like some pussy. And I'm just like, and I'm just like, hey man, that's a really nice Telecaster. Yeah. Don't push him. <laughs> <laughs> the banjo is like, you know, it's kind of sort of like a bit of a fetish instrument. Like same thing with um, yeah, I'd say same the thing upright. with the stand up with you know? the upright. <laughs> we've had we've had people where we've shown up, we've shown up, and I just have an acoustic bass. And they're like, oh yeah, they get pissed. That. Like, oh, where, yeah. where's the upright? I'm like, yeah, eh, I just didn't bring it today. Like, but but that's why we hired you. Like. Oh you, didn't, you didn't hire us because you like the music. You hired us because I had an upright face. Yeah, like, no. Like, it, honestly, it, I've, it becomes more of an image thing. It is, and I'm it just is. like, it's not. It's, it was never an image thing. Yeah. I mean, at one point, I feel like I got kind of caught up in that because the folk thing, like you said, was yeah. that was taken off, and I was kind of freaking out because I knew our songs were pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. I was listening um, to them today. They sound great. I mean, they were they were pop rock songs for sure. Indie pop songs, like the Weaker Thens, is is what inspired me a lot to okay. write them. And they started off as a as a punk band, a pop punk band, right. and they moved over to like folky stuff yeah. towards the end. And that's kind of what inspired me to do Gravel Kings and and take it in that direction. Plus, also Joey just called me. He's like, "Hey, uh, I got a banjo, so <laughs> I don't know what you're up to." And I'm just like, "What the?" F- all right, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I had a couple songs written, and uh, you know they were originally like this indie pop, rocky kind of thing, and I just changed the rhythm, and he had the banjo, and Gravel Kings was a thing. Well, that's where I'm kind of really honestly at with my songwriting. Anyway, it's like it's kind of poppy punk songs that have a banjo on. You know, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. really pull yeah. out. I can't. I'm not American, so I can't. I don't sound like a country guy. You know? Hey, that's okay. The biggest folk band right now is Mumford and Sons, and I don't think they're from here either. Yeah, so. exactly. But weirdly <laughs> enough, weirdly enough, I've got two funny things to say about them. One is my mate Ollie works for one of the Mumford and Sons in a in a club that he owns. And he works for a son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, the other thing is um, that the singer is American. But I think he has English family. He moved to England. Oh, okay. The rest of them are all English, and he's American. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he, I think, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what the deal is, but anyway, like, uh, he lived in England for a long time anyway. But yeah, I really like them, and when yeah. I, when they came out, they they definitely, we've made a lot of money off their songs, let me put it that way. Yeah, yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, that, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And we Thanks, wrote that Mumford wave. Um, <laughs> we, had, we had some, I don't know, it's, it's weird. Like, we played the songs here at home. It, it felt cool. We'd go down to like Fort Lauderdale. Eh. West Palm was also eh. I know what Orlando you mean. was like eh. 
Gainesville was like, oh, this is getting better. Yeah. Because there's more backwoods people there. Yeah. And then we'd get up to Georgia and, and Nashville and all that, and people were like, this is great. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> like, I, there, there is some truth in the in the further north you get, the the more southern it gets. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It's it's the dumbest yeah. thing. I always, I always say that I have to go north to get to the south, and it's yeah. it's the dumbest thing. It's yeah. absolutely true. I, some someone I know wrote a song called "South of the South" about round here. But um, yeah, bro. You know, there's nowhere for Kilbillies to play in Miami. I, you know, not even the only place that like I've ever played in my, I, put, I played one really random like theme bar with Kilbillies one time somewhere, you know, downtown. But the, uh, you know, we're not really like a Churchill's band either. So there's just yeah. not really anywhere yeah. for us to play down there. But um, we get down to Fort Lauderdale though. We play, I played the poor house a gazillion times. And um, that place that's run by Rockabillies, whatever it's called, there's like some, this, okay. yeah, there's some place that we used to play that was like a Rockabilly place. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, um, I guess our sort of catchment area is like Lauderdale to Vero, you know. Vero, ha- Vero and Fort Pierce, uh, people love folk there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's crazy. I'll just see these really old guys coming out. They're retired and they got their flip-flops on and their fucking dead shirt on. And they're just yeah. like, they're like ready to go. Like, Where's that? I'm just like, why do you like us? <laughs> why do you like me why do you want to have anything to do with me we don't have similar music tastes at all but somehow you like my band and I think that's always been the funniest thing about Gravel Kings is yeah. I don't have anything in common with anybody that listens to us Well, I can nearly relate, anybody I, can I mean we probably have a lot in common but yeah. the older guys I'm just like <laughs> right. what and they're like have you ever heard of this I'm like no <laughs> no I don't know what you're talking about people will ask us for like you know uh, requests all the time and it's usually something I don't know I always like immediately just look at Ben and then I have to wait for Ben to say yes or no yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I have no idea what they're asking about yeah it's been quite a steep learning curve for you Hector hasn't it because you didn't really listen to this kind of music at no, all before I, I still don't listen to this guy yeah for sure um, I know what you mean about the kind of contradiction in, with that. Like, you know, there's definitely, you know, folks that come to listen to Killbillies who, um, in, in day-to-day life, wouldn't have anything else in common with. The other thing that's a weird contradiction with Killbillies is we play a lot of mo- Irish music, and I'm not Irish. <laughs> See, I but, thought you were it for the longest time, and, yeah. uh, you know, now I know you're just full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, what's going on with that is I've got a bunch of Irish family, and my... my uh, my uncle, throughout my entire sort of upbringing, he's a folk musician, and it just informed my listening since I was little. And so I just got into it when I was young. Then when I came here, um, did you remember that guy Keith Ahern? That uh, sounds really familiar. He was he was in a band called the Lahinch Mob. Remember those guys? Yes. Yeah. Well, him and this Micah Scott, who still plays around here, and me started Killbillies. And Keith Ahern is. And there's no, none more Irish than Keith O'Hearn. Yeah. But anyway, he, he, he'd left because we ended up sort of falling out a little bit. I can't remember exactly what happened, but he ended up leaving and we carried it on. And by that point, I, I you know, we had all this Irish material and I just started loving it. And I knew three quarters of the songs already just from, you know, growing up. And, you I mean, know, it's really the other side of folk. I think like the Southern America is the one side of the coin and. Yeah, I think Irish folk is kind of the other side when it comes to that genre. Yeah, totally. And there is a load of English folk music too. You know, it's just not as kind of well known. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not like we don't have it. It's just not yeah. well famous like Irish folk yeah. is. That's all. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we, um, you know, we played some, some English folk stuff too. And a lot of the ones that are in the Irish canon are actually English folk songs, like Dirty Old Town written about Manchester. Yeah. You know, okay. people think it's like about Dublin or whatever. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, anyway, I digress. Speaking so, of Ireland, can I borrow your uh, knife again? I, I, I need another knife. So <laughs> I, I wish we were sponsored by... If Swiss Army Knives want to sponsor the yeah. podcast, yeah. Yeah. thank you. I've be had pretty to sweet. Kind of keep going after this. Those are the Pogues. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or if Jerry Leatherman wants to sponsor us, and we'll stop using the Swiss Army. Knives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, um, Christina, do you um, do you still practice? Do you practice much at home? This girl. Yeah. That's all yeah, she that's does. Awesome. Is practice. Yeah, yeah, cool. That's yeah. what I love to hear. We play um, a lot of duo gigs, my sister and I, under Chris yeah. and Alex, and we play a lot of '80s covers. Right. Mostly, mostly so '80s. And you're original doing like music. the three hours and the three. Yeah, four that's hours. our three four-hour gigs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. For for money. Yeah, people <laughs> yeah. love yeah. the '80s these days. Like, yeah, right now, I love yeah. the '80s. As soon as you play yeah. anything from the '80s, people go bananas. These mm-hmm. days. Yeah, good. it's been working real nice. Yeah, yeah. Like, even if they don't know the song, you know, it's yeah, been, it's been yeah. good. Yeah, that's cool. Is it? Yeah. And w- what's the instrumentation with that? Like, is it d- guitar and bass? Yeah, just guitar yeah. and bass and, and vocals. Yep. You do mm-hmm. anything like percussion related? Do you have like a tambourine going or anything? Not really. No. No. no yeah. I I don't know why, but I always felt compelled to kind of introduce some kind of percussion element to it. You know, I've done. I don't know whether it's because when we first started Killbillies, right? You know, there was obviously Ben Prestige was a thing. Mm-hmm. And Still is. And he's, 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 he's incredible. I, you know, I just reached out to him. I'm trying to get him on here. So hopefully he'll get back to me at some point. But, um, yeah, the uh, you know, because he's definitely like a, you know, a hero I lo- of mine. I, I love his music and what he does. And and his brother, too. You know, both yeah. great. Um, but, uh, and, and Micah... Um, w- had been, you know, messing around with different ways to attach drums to foot pedals and stuff. And it's always f- that's such an interesting thing. I, I, because I, when I originally started doing the solo gigs, I wanted to do the drums so bad at the same time because I, I thought I, I thought I was being boring by just playing the guitar by myself. Yeah, and I didn't have looper pedals, and I didn't even know what that shit was. I was literally just bringing a speaker, a guitar, and a cable and a mic. Yeah, and that was just kind of it. Yeah, and then I went and I was I I just straight up asked Ben Prestige. I'm like, what the fuck you got going on down there? Yeah, and he's just going. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll go try that. <laughs> yeah, it's and great. I did. And honestly, yeah. it's just like whatever you can make sound good with your sound system and yeah, yeah, um, and Absolutely. have fun with it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I just kind of fell down that rabbit hole too. We've had so many different incarnations of foot drums over the years at this point but i ended up kind of just going the easy route the lot for the last couple of years i just bought like a set that were designed for it but when we started doing it that didn't exist it wasn't a thing yeah. you know i guess it's over the last sort of 10 or so years it's become increasingly popularized and now you can just buy sets that are the, like that the ones that are, you you buy are shitty the, i what, think i feel the like one I don't i've know. got currently got Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It's like a little snare drum on a beater, and the snare's nice, nice. You've had that one snare. for a while. Yeah, but the one I'm using right now, I, I did. A, I bought the. I bought it as a set. It, it was the the kick, that real thin kick, which I go back and forth with that. Sometimes I kind of miss. We used to have a real deep one. So okay, I, yeah. yeah. I kind of miss that deep one sometimes, but it's super portable. You know, it's like like this thick. You know. Okay. Yeah. See, like, 
I uh, I don't think they made them when I was I, like they they made some version of something when I yeah. was, first started doing the. Do you the, remember it was called the Jungle Jig, and it was for like having. Uh, like, I think it was something like that. Yeah, it was it was for having like if you were like a. I guess like a jungle player or like a samba player, you could have like an extra little bass drum with the, yeah, yeah. the hit with the beater. That's what it's for. But now they now there's like companies that just make feet drums. I'm a fan of the snare drum on the milk carton. Yeah, yeah, that's I remember when I when I, I made when sure you that fucker wasn't going anywhere, and it took me like gig after gig. I was like, hold on, I just I got I need like 20 minutes. I had like tools. With, I was bringing a toolbox with yeah. me <laughs> fucking gigs because like I couldn't just. It took me months to figure out how to get this fucker to just stay there and not break it every night. Yeah, like go right through the head, and then after a while, I just pick, I think I think I ended with a uh, rag tied around the beater. Yeah, and finally it was it sounded good. And then I stopped doing it. I found <laughs> I, I got I got a looper pedal. All right. And then I just started doing all the beatbox stuff on the guitar. And I'm like, this is fun. Yeah, there you go. The I um, didn't feel like carrying a shit. <laughs> That's. Funny. I think the 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 one that I had for the longest time was one of those little pork pie snares, those little small ones, and it was on one of these. I just slotted onto that. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty neat. That worked good for it. You know? Do you know Vince um, Flora? From uh, Double Roads Tavern in Jupiter. I know uh, Double Roads Tavern. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny. I tried out there when that place first opened. All right. They had like a tryout day. Yeah. And I went there and I did it and I never got a call back. Right, yeah. But there was a manager there from a hotel and he was just like, hey man, that's really good. And he came in just for one beer, saw my set and dropped his number. I called him and I had one of those like really like high paying solo oh, gigs every Monday afternoon for the, I think three years I was there. Oh wow! Oh, wow. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like it was almost to the point where I didn't have to play any other gigs. That week. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it was like the best phone number that's ever just dropped. I mean, he, I think he put like ten bucks in there and a phone number. Yeah, and I was. I called it and I was just like, I gave him some ridiculous number just to see if it would work. Yeah, yeah. And it it worked. Oh wow! Like, Fuck. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Damn it! I have to do it now. <laughs> yeah. No, that was great. It's a funny game, and it, you know, like it, it's like antiques or something. You're just worth mm-hmm. what people would perceive you're worth, you know. Mm-hmm. Right? It's so strange, like that, like art, you know. But um, yeah, like at the same time, though, I always feel like there has to be some kind of precedent for how much the lowest you can get paid is. You know what I mean? I right? I think we all know it's it it's the the lowest is fifty dollars an hour per man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the lowest you can go. You go lower than that. Probably end up like getting in a fist fight with somebody. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I can't do it for more than or for uh, less than that. No, like, as a I, solo musician, I, I mean, it's just not right now. Right now, it's like you know, per man. I think people. I think it's pretty bad if people are getting less than a hundred. You know? Oh, for the night, yeah, yeah for yeah. the night, like def- it's got to be, it's yeah. got to be like yeah. one fifty. For me, for me, the, the 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 average and like fair amount is like one fifty a man. You know? Yeah, I think that's the most fair. Yeah, one fifty a man. Yeah, um, and mm-hmm. and like we're sort of into four women. Me and me, and my, <laughs> my father-in-law more, but <laughs> me and my shit. yeah, I know, yeah, <laughs> uh, per man, per man. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> no, sure, whatever. Man, person, person, I get it. Person. It's funny. I've had it. women musicians say it's fifty dollars per man. Right. Well, sometimes I feel like man (laughs) means person. Yeah. Like 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 man. I think I think that's the sad part. It's fifty per man. It's a hundred per woman. Human, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's what they just didn't clarify. That's all. Yeah. Human. (laughs) 
Yeah, there you yeah. go. 150 per human. But yeah, <laughs> me and my fuck, me and my <laughs> <laughs> what, if, <laughs> what if my dog plays with me? Yeah. <laughs> me and my father-in-law have been doing, uh, open this um, place called Handlebars up in, uh, it used to be Judy's, you know, that on US 1 in, uh, in uh, Tequesta. It's like a little biker bar on the side of US 1. I and, usually um, stay away from those. Not, right, yeah. um... <laughs> <laughs> Since like 2016, I, I, st- I stopped going to those places. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I understand what you're saying loud and clear. But um, at the same time, anyway, this place is open and we've been doing it. And, you know, we've been trying to... One of the things that, um, you know, you realize is that... Because I've never worked on the other side of booking the music, you know? And I know that you... <laughs> I mean, you do that. You book, you're a booking agent. Yeah. And it definitely gives you a different perspective on the whole thing, you know? Like, not massively, but it's like when you're... As opposed to just kind of like, you know, trying to get as much as you can as a musician, you see it from the perspective of, well, how on earth am I going to pay you if I'm only making this much on the bar? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you really see the reality of it. I've, I've been... Um dead set on staying at one venue in certain times like the Kelsey Theater or um, there's several bars back when I was a lot younger and I would just be in charge of who is getting booked there and I would just stick to one specific bar with the snorkel corn entertainment thing I kind of wanted to stay in that so I would consider myself more of a talent buyer for the venue right? because I like feeling at home like Sailfish Brewing Company I've been there for almost three years now Yeah, and just all our meetings are great. The, that brand is growing. I enjoy being there. I know everybody that works there, and yeah. I know what's best for that bar. It's fun to play there too. And I always enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I love that place. So um, we've we've just built such a solid relationship that it opens more doors for me to do more things with that company. Right. And the same goes for all the other places that I've I've been able to stick with. I mean, so there's some venues that still haven't brought back live music, but I still talk to the owners every day. Right. And I'm like, you know, how's it going? What's and and I, I like keeping that solid relationship with the venue. It makes it way easier to give the musician a nicer experience while they're there. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to just being like, Yeah, so you're at a uh, crab shithole whatever the fuck in uh Shithole, Florida. I don't know, like just some venue that called me and said they wanted live music, right. and I just send random fucking people out there. Yeah. I've never liked that aspect of like going to some place. I'm like, do you know where you're booking me? Because yeah. this place is fucking weird. And I've yeah. been to some spots like that. Yeah. I've had spots like that, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, these musicians are scared. Yeah. I shouldn't be sending anybody here. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there's been a couple places like that. I think Victoria Lee has called me with the funniest stories for, for one of these places. And she, if she, if you're watching, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, so I just did, I didn't like that. And I think you know, COVID kind of helped me take a step back. I, I like the festival stuff, like booking all the music for the festivals. Yeah, um, because it's a it's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, the bands play for less, so they're more excited about it, but they still get paid almost the same amount. So everybody's a little bit more excited about it, and you're hoping the crowd is more there for the live music, and you're not just trying to fill three hours of time. Yeah. I almost try to give the – I look at it like when I how I look at the Gravel King shows. Like, we don't want to fucking play for three hours. And that, like we just did one with Ben Prestige, Newville Honkies, and String Assassins. Yeah, great. They all played – Within a four-hour window. All three bands within a four-hour window. And I had a blast because I'm like, all right, cool. They're done. I watched them, and now I get to see another band. Like, I wouldn't even like contributing. If we played for three hours, 
as a fan, I don't even think I'd be too happy seeing us for three hours. And I've said that about Gravel Kings. I say that about most. Foo Fighters, like, Foo Fighters. <laughs> them and Weezer are the only ones that are packing out, like, uh, amphitheaters right now as yeah. far as live bands, I think. Like, that's the only thing I ever get in my email. We started doing a thing just lately they only Kill Belize th- to try and mix it up a bit where, and I've seen Ben Prestige do a similar thing, where we literally just change our instruments. And it's like yeah, we're yeah. like a different band for mm-hmm. a bit. You yeah, know? exactly. And we do a thing where we like, you know, I'll play the mandolin, he picks up a guitar, and, and James, who usually plays the banjo, plays just a four-string bass. Mm-hmm. And we do a five-string bass, actually. But, and, and we do, like, jigs and reels and stuff. And, and, you got to make it interesting, because w- when you're doing those three-hour gigs, I feel like you only get one crowd per hour. Yeah. And it can be draining being up there playing the same instrument for three hours. It could be draining for the weirdo that sits there and watches you for three hours. Right. Not that anybody right. that sits there and watches a band play for three hours is a weirdo, <laughs> but you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> like, go to the next bar and check out the other band. <laughs> but um, I, I feel like that was that's kind of what was getting drained with me is just being up there by myself or if, if we were to do that in Gravel Kings or even our band, like, I don't... Yeah. I don't know. It's, just a, it's a really long time to be up there considering like some of the biggest bands on earth only play for an hour and a half. Yeah, I was going to say, like, isn't a show, like, how long is a show actually considered? Because I think of like the Pixies I've seen. Yeah, like, yeah like, I saw the Pixies about, open like, the up for Weezer, and, and I, mean, I think they all played with, like, the Pixies did like an hour. The whole, maybe? Sh- yeah, the whole show was like two and a half hours. Or exactly, right, right, yeah. 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 And then you're, you know, you go to like another venue, like, or one of the three hour gig venues, and you go there, and you're just like, yeah. And and yeah. I think I feel like some people feel like they have to stay for the whole thing, and it's just like yeah, I hear that. It's it's you know I, it, it, it's a funny. It's like an intersection with no fucking stop signs of three hour gigs. <laughs> yeah, no one knows what to do. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean, and and you know which doesn't mean that I have anything necessarily against them. One of the things which I think is very unique about where we live is that there's so much music going on all over the place all the time. Now, is it necessarily 100% of the time the absolute best music on earth? Maybe not, but there's loads of music down here. Oh, it's yeah, all over absolutely. The place. There's a lot. And, and it's cool. And, and the, the three-hour gigs is, is one of the ways. You know, open mics and the three-hour gigs all over the place is ways where we can all be playing music and pretty much make it, you know, what we do for a living. Which That's I, been I just, a blessing, like a huge blessing. And, yeah. Um, you know, I'd never, like take that for granted i think that i think that there is you know i I totally understand what you're saying when you're talking about like you know what you know it's a long time to watch a band play songs and and if you have to play that more at some point you're going to end up playing like you know like wagon wheel or something because because yeah i mean that more from a band's perspective the only time i've ever had fun i think we finally kind of almost got into that three-hour thing with gravel kings a couple times in nashville right and there it was, I mean, Nashville knows how to treat their musicians, hands yeah. down. I mean, we had a different crowd every hour in there. That's so sick. Ironically, Nashville's the only place I've ever played to no one. <laughs> really? <laughs> I played wow. a gig in Nashville to zero people. We, uh, well, we didn't have a merch table, and um, somebody was just like, the, the, I think one of the guys at the club was like, where's your tip buckets? I'm just like, what? Like, I don't know. We were just, we were so used to just packing our shit, like, I yeah. don't know getting the fuck out of there after, like, a 40-minute set or something. So yeah. uh, he put some tip buckets out. He's like, where's your stickers? Where's your sh-? And I was just like, I <laughs> guess it's all in the van. I just seemed like you wanted us in and out. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. So, yeah. like, we we brought it in, and I just kind of put it on the stage and with a Sharpie, 
and a piece of paper. I just wrote what everything cost, and people were dropping forty dollars in for a shirt instead of twenty dollars for a shirt. Wow! And I'm like, this is. How did you end up there? You just on tour, were you? Uh, uh, drum. The, our drummer Doug, his uh, brother-in-law, was working at the time, and I think he still is. Uh, he manages all the Tin Roof mm. uh, locations yeah. in Nashville, oh. and uh, he's very well known on that Broadway strip there. Cool. So he was able to just kind of talk to people like, hey, can they come in and play for like an hour? Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. That's and, great. That's um, good. you know, the, I mean, those gigs were great. Like yeah. it was it was like it's a it's so much exposure you get there. Yeah. I guess it's really hard to get on Broadway in Nashville. Yeah. yeah. But once you're there, I mean, you're fucking there. And it's, I saw some incredible musicians that were ended up on like late night shows, like oh, not even cool. months later. Like wow. I was seeing them in front of nobody. Yeah. At some of these bars. And then months later, I'm like. Holy shit! They're on Jimmy Fallon or whatever, oh, yeah. and it it was. I've, I've talked to a lot of musicians in the past that have um, uh, that have that have gone and played uh, in Nashville and stuff, and and from what I understand, a lot of those venues are like pay to play. It's not so much you know, mm-hmm. it, yeah, you're not getting paid five hundred dollars or anything to go play that night. Like you're getting you're getting there at, for free, or you're having the, to pay for a slot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So the bigger venues, yes. The smaller, like the restaurant uh, bar venues, where they just need a three hour band. I mean, the 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 you have to know every song in the catalog yeah. to right. get in. Yeah. And then you're just like, I know that I, I forget what they call this guy is Joe something. And he was playing in Nashville. And every time I've gone, I've saw that fucking guy. <laughs> and he just, I mean, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to like 3 a.m. Yeah. He's just walking around with a big upright bass and he plays upright bass for all the bands. Oh, wow. wow. And I, the incredible thing that I just, I, I mean, it was amazing to see the stuff that he does and he knows like, the sets for all the different bands and he was doing all the tricks he was climbing up on the bass he yeah. knew how to get the crowd working everybody knew him yeah. and he didn't like there was not a drop of sweat this man looks so good for his age wow I was like what the fuck is he doing yeah and he's incredible. he's mr nashville like he was just one of those guys that got there yeah he fucking made it his thing and that's, that's kind of cool. what it takes you gotta go find that scene that's gonna accept you and it's so yeah. funny that you listen to you guys talking about like a you know three hour gigs and stuff like that and and with Killbillies primarily we play three hour gigs and for me I, I mean for me I feel spoiled because I, I come from many many bands that have been playing four hour gigs yeah like yeah. there's a mm-hmm. lot of venues around here that are four hour gigs they're not three hour gigs mm-hmm. you know and so I've so never, when I, I haven't done four hours well, so long oh man well that's Maybe. all I did for the really we long did last time. weekend yeah. and then yeah we did I think we just we do it once in a while but yeah. but primarily with Kill Bills it's three hours and I and I know he made us feel gig. like he made us feel like pussies he was like he's like oh, only three hours <laughs> right <laughs> well well that, that's the thing it's not not only are they three hours but like most of our gigs are like you know six to nine, seven to ten, or something like that. You know, I, I I'm used to playing like the nine to one or ten to two a.m. or whatever four hour gigs, yeah. and so these guys, you know, That's I come, I come, opening I come really home and nice tell my wife yeah. like, man, that was like that was like easy street, you know? No, and it really <laughs> is. If easy I'm home and in bed by midnight, and it was a three hour gig, I'm like, man, yeah. what a sweet gig. <laughs> Altogether, it really is easy street. I don't mean to bitch or anything. Like that was definitely a huge stepping stone for me. Such a prima donna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a huge stepping stone for me to get out into some other things. But I think because it was draining for me, it was because I didn't have a band up there ever. Right. The, the three hour gig has always just been by myself. Right. And yeah. that can yeah. get, that's be the I, only I do him. I always, I always said I was never going to get a loop pedal. I got a fucking loop pedal, and I was like, oh, "It's my friend. 
I named him Jimmy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, on the subject of you um, playing music, why don't you uh, play us some music? Oh, yeah. Uh, cool. You want to play some music? Let's play some music. Okay, what do you want to play? Uh, let's play uh, Opaque and Feet. Okay, can we play Feet first? Uh, yes. Okay. All right, let's Sounds get to good. it. Sounds All good. Right.
Ready? Yeah. One, two, three, four.
this episode's uh, sponsored by uh, Handlebars Bar and Grill, which is a place that um, my father-in-law, Peter Pinello, um, uh, and me to a much less extent, <laughs> have uh, um, opened up in uh, up in Tequesta on US1. The address is uh, 19590 US1 in Tequesta in Florida. And uh, it's a biker bar, and it's just a lot of fun. You know, it's... it's uh, uh, all sorts of different beers on tap in there. We've got music on Saturday afternoons and Sunday afternoons and um, a bike night on the second Thursday of every month. Um, this bike night that's coming up, we have the On Monday band playing and they're, they're great. That's Terry, um, who's who, the singer and bass player in that band, who I used to teach and now she's gone on to uh, be... Uh, have her yeah. own band and they they kill it, man. They're really good. Have you ever yeah. seen? Have you ever seen those? Guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually did a live stream here. Yeah, at, that's right. At, yeah, yeah. yeah they're uh, they're actually really good. Yeah, and they fit in there really well. And um, yeah, so we're we're slowly picking up the music over there. And yeah, so we're you know t- two steady days a week of music, and then um, and then that bike night, which is on the second Thursday of every month. Um, you should go and check it out. It's definitely a piece of the furniture up in Sequesta because um, it's been there since. Um, it used to be called Judy's, and yeah. it's a, you know it's it's a very colourful place. I think is the best way to describe it. I think the only way to find out exactly what I mean by that is to go and check it out. So um, go and head up there. We've made a, a, a lot of progress up there. We built a deck. Um, uh, my uh, good friend uh, Dave Lisa built the deck out in front there, and we have bands playing on the deck. Yeah, the place looks fantastic. Now, do you guys do? I know uh, when we went to go see Sons of a Tradesman, there was some food and stuff going on. Do you guys do food all the time? Yeah, there's that, food all the time all now. Time? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, lunch and dinner. Um, I, I think he does breakfast as well. If you get that up there, you know, in the morning, he'll cook you something for breakfast. Awesome. And um, yeah, he's he's a great chef. And we have Jamie behind the bar up there most days, and she's a blast too. You know, it's a good, good local place, and um, uh, you know, we, we would very much appreciate your support. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, bro, thanks so much for playing us some songs. No problem. It's awesome. But would you mind telling us a little bit about what they were about? Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't panic. Don't panic. Feet uh, is about. Um, dissociation and being outside of your body and watching yourself go through the motions of life okay um and uh opaque is about a breakup very typical but yeah no very uh yeah no it's uh, about a breakup uh about imagining somebody who's no longer there anymore but you can still feel them Mm -hmm. in your vicinity right yeah Mm mm-hmm you know, I like the I, the dissociation idea. So, do you know that guy Joey Calderaya? Do you know who that is? He's like a local yeah. reggae guy. Yeah, he had a song called Deja Vu. It was basically about the same thing, about a kind of like almost like an anxiety attack, yeah. I mean, dissociated from his body, and wrote okay. a song about exactly that subject. And um, but it's such a bouncy song, though. I know. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, the song is about a panic attack and anxiety. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it was a fun song. It was yeah. a fun song. That's my modus operandi is write, writing sad songs over happy chords. That's mm-hmm. my, my whole thing. No, that's, uh, yeah. That, okay, so it, we do have a lot it, in common. Yeah, when I listened to uh, the yeah, Gravel Kings, okay, I was yeah. like, God damn it, we write exactly the same songs. No, yeah. Honestly, um, yeah. All those songs are fucking miserable. <laughs> but people are like, I love that song. It's so happy. I'm like, you don't even know the half of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ben, yeah, Ben sends me a text today. He's like, are you listening to Gravel Kings? Yeah, he goes, they sound just like us. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
And it's not even actually one of the things I was going to ask you is, you know, I, when we come to record, I'd be really interested in sending you some stuff and having you on as like a bit of a production consultant because 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 yeah. I, I really liked. Yeah. The sound of them. Yeah, for sure. I want great. the chords happier, and I want you sadder, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so expect some emails. With all right. I got no problem with that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So um, the next thing is we're going to take a look at your pedal board. Oh, yeah. shit. Hey. <laughs> okay. Let's have a look at it. Can oh, you tell us a little bit about it, please, Zach? Okay. Um, the aftermath is... Uh, just the spaciest, weirdest thing. I, and this is a little disheveled, what we got up here now. But uh, the aftermath uh, added the space that I really needed. I would say the Ocean's Eleven is my signature Sandman sleep sound. Okay. If I didn't have that pedal, I don't think our band would sound the same. You'd be playing drums, right? Yeah, I'd be playing <laughs> drums. What is, no, what I'd is be it, gone. Is it, what is it, <laughs> reverb? Did, what does it do? Um, it's it's a it's a reverb, but there's this um, organy kind of sounds that cool. that there, there's a setting on. I don't fuck with the settings on any of this shit. Once I find the pedal and I find the sound I'm looking for, it just stays there. And if I gotta extend the pedal board because I want another sound, then I gotta extend the pedal board and add another pedal. I can relate to that. Like mm-hmm. I just I I like hitting one button. I don't like like shows. I don't like bending down and trying to have to fuck with the settings. Sure. That pedal does that one thing, and that's over. It's done. I don't fucking... Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I'm saying the right, F word a lot right, right there now. With you. That's okay. I hope... That's <laughs> right. We, we, sense, certainly we censor, no. so the show will just be like, beep, for yeah. like an hour. It's that, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. I hope no one gives a fuck. <laughs> um, nice. What's this one? What's this one? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? My one kids the are gonna there? listen to this. The synthesizer, <laughs> the one with the little like that. The, the Holy Grail. Um, yeah. I had that for a while, and then um, I actually just recently took that off. Right. Um, I I'm playing out of an orange uh, twin speaker cab now, so right. Um, or a combo amp. So I like the reverb that came with that a lot more. So that's just kind of that's just sitting in my garage. Maybe it'll come out one day again. Right. Um, but I really I use that a lot for my solo shows, um, and I I just kind of got rid of it since I've been with Sam and Sleeps because it has no place there now. Gotcha. Is when you use the synthesizer, is it like just it, like do you use that for leads? What do you do with it? I have one song that we ended up using it on the album. Um, and I got it a little late in the writing process for my guitar parts for the album. So yeah. uh, it, I think it really only ends up on one song throughout like our whole set. Right. I think I mainly got it for the second album, and I didn't know what was going to come of that. But I knew it was probably going to be a lot weirder than the first one. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> probably need a synthesizer. Yeah. So um, that thing just has so much stuff on it. I And I it sucks because I was just telling you guys I like to just set them to one setting so I feel like I'm going to need 20 of those <laughs> because there's a lot of really cool settings on that um, oh, that thing awesome. is really weird I've never messed around with one of those I, could have I, had, I had neither and uh, Aaron convinced me to get it I, I didn't even want it the bass version of that one the boss, okay. the boss synth uh, yeah. uh, bass synth and it was uh yeah, same thing, man. Like, it's just too many settings, and I ended yeah. up getting rid of it because I just, it was, it was like sensory overload. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's the I 80s. Couldn't handle it. it was too much. It's all of the 80s in one pedal. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty much, yeah. Um, Is that a tube screamer? Yes, like a that's mini the one. Uh, mini tube screamer. Um, everyone has a tube screamer. Everyone's got to have I a tube one. screamer. Actually, you just got a version of the tube screamer. 
Did you get that new white one? No, no. She, she's got one of the uh, like mid or early two thousand ones yeah. that we just found in a garage. It doesn't but work quite right. It doesn't work quite right, but, but you like the sound like because the sound. everybody nice likes tone. a tube screamer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very nice tone. Yeah. What's um, that spark thing? Um, that I only really use. Um, so I've got like a dirty clean, and that's pretty much how I I run everything for the entire set. Yeah. Um, the distortion comes on sometimes. Usually the spark follows if there's some sort of lead or I'm trying to get a lot of feedback. Okay. So that's just the, the distortion pedal. Yeah. Right, right. Gotcha. And then, then the, that, do you use that as an expression pedal or a wah? The, the which one? The, on the end there. Is that a wah? Uh, that's uh, the wah. Okay, so the wah pedal, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, and I think now's the best time to ask, Christina. Hmm. Do you guys like when I use that thing? <laughs> You barely use it. I barely. I really only use it on uh, one song. Right. Fellini? Yeah, I think okay. that's more of like uh, my warm up if I want to fuck around. Right. Um, I I did one of the, I did a lot of master classes on so many different things from smoking ribs to uh, a lot of film stuff to um, guitar stuff during COVID. There was a lot I, of like ribs like footage. Yeah, on, yeah. On, on I, social I was, media. Yeah, I was <laughs> cooking a lot of. I was, I was cooking a lot of pork. Right, <laughs> but I took um, uh, Tom Morello's masterclass. Oh, uh, cool! And I had a blast with everything. And after I took it, I didn't have the wah pedal when I took it, so I was just like, hmm. "Better get." And one. I went out and got one. I didn't and know you actually took the class. That's great. Yeah, I took the that's class. Why you guys are talking that, about. That's yeah, cool. That's and uh, yeah. it was just really interesting. So I yeah. I got a wah pedal, and um, that's my kind of warm up fuck around pedal. We don't yeah. use it too mm-hmm. much in the band, but got it's it. there. It, I think it was the first pedal I got when I was a teenager. I was obsessed with Jimi Hendrix and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. And, you know, and then you wear out the pot thing, and it starts going. <laughs> it's it's starting. Yeah, I've already fucked that thing up. I mean, I was I obviously learned a lot of rage songs through yeah. that class, like because he just he's like, oh, I'm like, oh, it's that easy, huh? You just need the wah pedal and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just sitting there beating the fuck out of the thing, and so it's it's probably due for some cleaning or some sort of repair. Oh, it's, all right, then. So uh, I tell you what, it's been a pleasure. I, I was driving around today listening to the, uh, albeit limited, Sandman Sleeps kind of stuff on, on Spotify, and I was really looking forward to today because I was just really loving it. You know, it reminds me a lot of um, the indie that um, I like, and it reminds me a lot of the Smiths and stuff like that. Yeah, for and, sure. Um, and I just thought it was awesome. And, and, and you know, thanks so much for coming on. It's, it's been a it's been a privilege to uh, listen to you play and have a chat. It's when can we uh, expect an album? <laughs> we're saying the next couple of years. I was <laughs> 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 kidding. Now we're almost done. We've been recording at Thunderhouse Sound with Nick. And All he's right. amazing there. Um, Where is that? It's in uh, Fort Pierce, yeah. right by the home patio. <laughs> That's yeah, why right the now home I'm patio furniture store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's how we get yeah. this big yellow old vintage sign. Yeah. No, um, yeah, it's right on US One up in Fort Pierce. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, probably August or September. Right. I think awesome. our last session album. is Sunday. Yes, right. This Sunday, so spectacular. We're almost on tracking, so. And then we send it off to Mr. James Wisner. Right. Yeah. And then uh, it goes up to Andy Van Diet in New York to be mastered, and yeah. then I don't know. We're gonna shop it and for a yeah. l- for a little bit and see if anyone gives a sh- fuck shit about it. I couldn't figure out what so word to use, <laughs> so I used Both. fuck shit. Both. I would. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. shit. So we're gonna see if anyone cares, and if they don't, we're just gonna put it out ourselves, and yeah. uh, it'll probably be better that way. I'm just. <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? I've got to tell you that whatever happens, happens. It's it's. 
it's what you know it's great music so you just don't know do you I mean, you've got all the you know you've got a, a decent sort of deck there you just got to sort of play it and see what happens you know? yeah yeah um I think we're uh, I think we're gonna over the next year once I think once that album is coming out I think we're gonna try to do some traveling, get right. on some planes and fly fly yeah. to some cities and nice. just kind of do one of those things where we're in we're in a city for uh, like a couple days and see what shows we can get. Yeah, yeah. Kind of get I don't know. I did that van thing for a while. Yeah, and I think you've done that a little bit too. Uh, I never actually never toured. No, no, we oh. never toured. It's terrible. Yeah, um, see, that's one thing. It is gas station food, and you get yeah. better. I mean, I'd love to do a Florida one, but I really just yeah. want to, like, like hook up with a bunch of really cool bands in Chicago, a lot of really cool bands in different oh, parts yeah. of New York, and just, like, fly there and be like, hey, can we borrow your shit for the night? We got our guitars. Yeah. Like, let's just fucking play whatever show you got and uh, and do things that way and cut out all the crap. Sure. That whole driving yeah. thing is... It's a lot. Only because you know, we live in like, Florida. I used to it's like, like it a when long I was, dick we got to drive out of. When I was in my 20s, I was <laughs> really all about is. it. You know, I just loved the adventure side of it. I was really enjoyed being on tour. You know, it just kind of felt so freeing. Like, you know, you just, different city every night. You know, you didn't have to <laughs> tidy up any of the messes you made wherever you went. Yeah. And, like, yeah. you know, I think it definitely suited the, what I was like in my 20s. But, you know. Where did you tour? Like, uh, and that's my question. I'm not, not trying to extend the show or anything. Know, whatever, w- when you toured in your 20s, where were you starting the tour from? Uh, England, um, but the, yeah, we'd, <laughs> but we'd go like that's we just go around. Everything's Europe. smaller there, so you can get the stuff quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? No, my yeah. my biggest point, and I think this is why I've always Florida. hated Florida, is driving out. Oh, it's just yeah. the yeah. tour doesn't really start until four days after it starts, and then I've got to, you've got to explain that to significant others, parents yeah. that are worried, your <laughs> fucking day job, like, a place yeah. all called, that shit. There's a place called yeah. like, Plymouth in England, right? Where um, it's a, a band like a couple of bands of my friends were from, and it's like in terms of awkwardness, it's like the Florida of England. All bands from Plymouth, it's, they spend hours just getting out of, out of Plymouth. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then, then 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 they can start doing the touring. But we were we were we were touring from we were coming from Manchester, and there's lots of spaces around Manchester, mm-hmm. so not too bad. But we, you know, we by the end we spent found our time us, ourselves going to London so much that you know after I left the band, pretty much all the members they carried on going it's Sonic Boom Six is still a thing and they you know the two kind of founder members ended up just moving to London. Everything in England's concentric around London pretty much, you know. It's just like the downside yeah. of flying though is uh, is a uh, gear. Uh Justin and I with the Nirvana tribute, we did a show in New York once that um <laughs> I mean we, we basically they told us they had a whole back line and drums and everything. And then when we got there, uh Jay, our drummer, um you know, he's like, "Where's the kit?" And the guy's like pointing at some like trash pile oh, in the corner, and it was literally like a kick, a snare, uh, a tom, one tom, and and the head was broken, so he had to turn it over and play the the bottom side of the tom. Damn. Um, the the kick had no backside to it, and then we were there was no rug or anything, and we're like, "Well, how do you keep it from sliding around?" And he grabs a cinder block and throws it into the back of the drum, like that's like that. Yeah, like that was the drum set. So that's the oh, downside yeah. of flying somewhere is they tell you they right. have gear, then you get there. Go, See, oh, I've shit. had the opposite. <laughs> I've had the opposite. Every time we've played in New York, we were just like, "Why do we bring any of our shit?" Right. Like every venue that we've gone into yeah. has been like got like just better shit than we had yeah or uh, i would say the same about nashville i can't say too much about any of the other big cities in also, the United driving, States, to, but... driving to new york is stressful sitting in a van on the brooklyn bridge in like the summer heat or whatever yeah it's just like, also you, know, you yeah. have to yeah. you have to pay the van to get parked 
yeah. unless you want to stay with it all. I don't know. You just experienced that. Yeah, you, you guys just went up to oh, New York. Yeah. It's yeah, we lived there for a while, so yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's well, you just did the drive nice. last week, oh, and the that's drive, the yeah, drive yeah. alone yeah. No, is like yeah. Yeah. I've got a oh yeah, times the drive piece, is for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, a broken snare drum or yeah. something would be easier to work with than, <laughs> than the drive. Than the drive. Yeah. But I, that's just how I am. I'm also getting old. <laughs> I feel, I feel <laughs> that one. Uh, our, uh, We're going to do our, our uh, shameless Killbillies plug now. Yeah. Uh, Friday at the Brewhouse Gallery. Yep. And, cool place. And then Saturday we're playing O'Shea's. And by the way, if anybody's listening, it was my wife's birthday yesterday, and we're celebrating her birthday on Saturday. Woo! She's, birthday, she's turning 29. <laughs> Big two nine for those that are listening. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, and uh, you guys don't have anything coming up, but uh, Christina, you are doing a, a duo on the tenth at yes. Crafted Keg, and it's a duo with your sister Alex. Yeah. So you guys just call that Chris and Alex, correct? Yep. Yeah. Chris right. and Alex. Awesome. Yeah, we're Thank and, you. And is that, is that one of those uh, three-hour gigs that we were bitching about? It's a three-hour gig. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Woohoo! All right, yeah. It's here for the three-hour gig. Um, you know, we, Hector is obsessed with 80s music, so we need to come and watch you play with oh, that. Oh, 100%. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then next week uh, we have Daniel Wander on yeah. the show. Yeah, he's a an amazing musician, DJ. Um, you know, he has his own um, uh, like printing and and uh, like media company, and and he's just sort of an all round like interesting guy, entrepreneur. Awesome. I've known him for years. He used to be in Space Coast Ghost when they were a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's cool, and uh, he's. I, mean, I don't know him personally, but right, I know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. His um his actor these days is called Beat Thief. And he's been doing a lot of stuff, um, getting on festivals and things. He's got like a kind of like a crew of like a, you know some regular people that rap on his tunes, and he's just he's really sort of interesting fellow. I can't wait to see awesome. what, what he uh, brings to the table when it comes to um, his uh, live performance as well. That's going to be really interesting. I haven't spoken to yeah. him about that, but I think we're going to get some some technology <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to it well it was a uh, a pleasure having you guys on here thanks um, for having us so we will uh, yeah. we will put all the links for your bands um, both the duo and Sandman Sleeps um, and Gravel Kings is are they active enough for we're gonna uh, I think we're gonna try to do a show this year okay I'll go ahead and, <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and put some links in there man yeah, yeah we're, um, we're, we're hanging out yeah and all should, you, you, we should you should let us play with you guys we should yeah, be a good fit together why don't we do why don't we do a split show yeah that I works like for us probably man. be a good idea yeah, yeah, ben, go. ben will be happy it's an hour and a half then yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. um and i'll uh, i'll make sure to put uh snorkel snorkel i can't even pronounce it snorkel co- corn <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fucking tongue twister. snorkel corn. <laughs> yeah, that uh we'll put uh links for that and parklet films your new uh endeavor we'll Throw, yeah, yeah. throw a link just, on there I'm as well. I'm just filming shit now. So, yeah. if you need so a, you're shooting porn is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm shooting. <laughs> okay. It's funny, actually. I ran into a real estate couple. They saw me with my camera at the last event that I filmed, and I only had a snorkel corn business card on me, so I handed it to him because he needed my contact information. And as I was handing it to him, I said, hey, yeah, my company's called Snorkel Corn because I had not come up with a company name for my film stuff yet. And he's just like, oh, man. 
So like, <laughs> he thought I said porn. Oh god! <laughs> and he's just like, so what's that like? And Smoke I was like, what? And he's like, shooting porn. And I was just oh like, I don't god. do that. Oh, that's hilarious. Where did you get that from? And he's like, oh, it's a corn. I see the card now. Oh my god! His wife looked at me in disgust, and I never got a call back. I don't think she heard the corn part. I don't know. Well, uh, on that note, yeah. <laughs> thank you very much, guys. Yeah, we appreciate so it. For yeah, thanks. It thanks. was awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. And boop, I just said thanks so much for having. I, me. I know. I, I heard that. I wasn't going to say anything, and I was just like, "Yeah, now get know, the fuck out of here." <laughs>